This is the Agile Thoughts Podcast, and I'm Lance Kine. Evan Laybourne teaches us about business agility. Evan Laybourne is an expert at business agility. In fact, he's organized an institute called the Business Agility Institute. In this episode, Evan tells us what business agility means. So there's this idea I'm hearing about how you maybe could be agile, but not do business agility. Uh, can you uh, give us an example of that? There's a concept I use a lot called sort of, uh, with apologies to Eli Goldratt, Evan's theory of agile constraints. Um, the theory of constraints from Eli Goldratt, the, um, a great book called The Goal. I recommend everyone has a read of it. Um, it comes out of manufacturing and lean manufacturing. The concept is very simple. In any process, for example, a production line, there is a constraint and that there will always be a constraint. So if I'm uh, constructing a car, then the team that, th- there's a team that attaches doors and there's a team that um, installs the engine. And if the team that attaches the doors is slower, is the constraint in the system, then it doesn't matter how much you transform or try and focus or improve on the team that installs the engine the car is not going to come off that production run any faster. Uh, So you find the constraint and optimize for that constraint. So you focus on the doors and you improve the doors until such time as they are no longer the constraint. But the second part of the theory of constraints is that there is always a constraint. So once the doors are no longer the constraining factor, something else is. And maybe now it's the people who installed the engine. So now's the time to focus on them and help improve them. So with apologies to Eli Goldratt, Evan's theory of agile constraints, an organization can only be as agile as its least agile division. And 30 years ago, it made a lot of sense for that to be technology or software teams. Um, Back in the 80s and the 90s, it would take uh, years to bring a decent product to market. Um, The software engineering uh, systems and practices and methods had, uh, I'll be honest, probably gone a little bit too far. And organizations were starting to feel the pain that this, this product that we're trying to deliver is out of date by the time we deliver it because systems and 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 computers were advancing faster than the ability to to deliver these technology products so it's very natural for capital a agile scrum for example to emerge in a software space because that was the constraint but let's fast forward back to 2000s the early 2000s 2002 2003 2004 and we have a situation where we're using scrum Great. We're using XP, TDD, FDD, pick your Agile framework of choice. And we still have a constraint. And where is that constraint? Where, where, and in my experience, the constraint was uh, operations. It would take years, sorry, not years, sorry, I'm exaggerating. It would take months 
and that's not an exaggeration, to get something deployed into production. So every two weeks we would make a change and that change would be promoted to a staging environment. But to get it in front of the customer, we had to relate we had to wait for a release window. And that release window might be every three months if we were lucky for a minor change and every six months for a major change. And and if you miss that release window, sorry, bad luck, you've got to wait for the next one. So we're not two weeks agile, we're six months agile. It doesn't matter how fast we're deploying into staging. What matters is how fast we're deploying into production because uh, that's where the customers and the feedback and the experience of the customers come from. So early 2000s concepts around DevOps and continuous integration and continuous delivery start to emerge. Um, I was using continuous delivery technologies back in like 2003, 2004. Cruise control, I think we were using at the time, but I'm dating myself here. (laughs) And again, fear of constraints. There is always a constraint. Now we have a situation where what's Amazon statistic, we can deploy every 11 point something seconds. I can make a change in minutes. I'm using Scrum. I have an engine that's creating change every two weeks. I can deploy in seconds or in minutes. But where's the constraint today? And the constraint isn't in the software team. It's not in the operations team. We've solved those problems. And generally, certain companies may not have solved them specifically. So when we look at companies around the world, the answer is finance or HR or sales and marketing, or compliance and governance. These are the spaces in companies today that are constraining agility. These are the uh, teams where it doesn't matter. I'm working every two weeks. I'm deploying every two weeks. But it takes me three months to hire someone with a necessary skill set. Or it takes me 18 months to get a budget change approved. I'm not two weeks agile. I'm not 11 seconds agile. I'm now three months agile or 18 months agile because there's always a constraint. So when we're looking at an agile organization, we're looking at an organization that looks at the system, systems thinking, complex adaptive systems, where the interplay of processes, where the interplay of everything that is hard, everything that is important, everything that touches one another, one of those And to be fair, it's multiple of those. It's not a simple production line. The metaphor breaks down. But there are constraints in the system, and there are constraints to agility. If you keep investing your agile transformation in your technology teams, I will bet that for the vast majority of your organizations, that is not where the constraint is you will see diminishing returns on those transformations. All those wonderful Agile coaches you have, right, doing great things, but the actual return on investment from their optimization and improvements is reducing. And most organizations from an Agile perspective should be redeploying or should be refocusing their attention in these other areas, finance and HR, sales and marketing. Evan Laybourne will be back next week to tell us more about business agility. But first, take note, there's a conference coming up March 11th. So my main call to action for everyone who's listening is 
join the Business Agility Conference. Right? Come to New York, join us and hear the best stories of business agility to, from every company, any company on the planet today. This is our flagship event. This is where everything happens. To find that conference, just Google Business Agility New York City. Now, next episode, Evan and I delve further into business agility. Teams work in a particular way for a reason. Right? So, so when HR has a policy that says X, thou shalt not. When governance compliance comes around and says this is what you need to do, it's there for a reason. Right? But three things. Number one, that reason might be out of date. Right? We have processes and policies that have been put in place since the 60s or the 70s that no one's ever changed. It's just how we've always done things around here. 